Welcome to the latest installment of the International Accounting Education Standards Board audio podcast. My name is Keith Bowman, chair of the IAESB Consultative Advisory Group, moderator for today's discussion. This podcast provides an overview of the IAESB's meeting held in Johannesburg, South Africa, from April 13 to 15, 2016. Joining me today are IAESB Chair Chris Austin, Deputy Chair Anne-Marie Vitale, and Education Board Member Gareth Wellings. Thanks and welcome to all of you. We'll begin with Education Board Chair Chris Austin and ask him to make a few general remarks before he discusses the approval of the guidance material for International Education Standard 1. Thank you, Keith. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, let me first of all uh, say that it was great to welcome new board members Yoshinori Kawamura from Japan and Manil Jayasinga from Sri Lanka. Uh, very good to have them in our team. Uh, even more substantively, we had a fantastic series of meetings in South Africa, warmly hosted by the Independent Regulatory Board of Auditors for South Africa, supported by the South African Institute for Chartered Accountants. We had our Consultative Advisory Group meeting, the International Accounting Education Standards Board meeting, uh, and most excitingly, an Accountancy Education Forum. The forum brought together people from all over uh, Sub-Saharan Africa to look at the role of professional accountancy, making the profession attractive uh, from people at school age upwards. Uh, we had a really good set of discussions about how to improve the uh, quality and relevance of curricula in universities so that it meets uh, evolving market demand for the right kinds of skills and competences in professional accountants. Uh, we had a very good exchange of views about how in different countries, including uh, Nigeria and Kenya, uh, the uh, standards are consistently applied in educating in accounting educators uh, and most uh, excitingly I thought uh, there was a very strong sense of partnership between the different bodies whether it was uh, member bodies that have a global footprint or country specific organizations all of which um, was topped off by the comments of our World Bank keynote speaker at the forum who began by recognizing the Sustainable Development Goals that the whole world signed up to last year uh, under the banner, Leave No One Behind, uh, and he painted very articulately the clear linkage between having a good quality accounting profession that protects the public interest, manages public finances, assures the right kind of integrity and probity in business, all of that hugely relevant for improving life opportunities, prosperity and security for all, which was very uplifting. Um, moving on to the board meeting itself, we had a very packed agenda again. You'll hear in a short while about some of the key items, uh, but on, uh, on the whole, we got very well advanced with our work program. We completed the review of baseline usage of the current IESs. This will provide invaluable information for preparing to assess the impact of the revised IESs from now on. and help identify where member bodies would most welcome uh, what kind of support material and guidance. We completed the work on learning outcomes and had, uh, informed by that, a very good discussion about 
a number of the challenges in supporting continuing professional development and considered whether and if so how we might revisit that standard, revisit the explanatory material and or consider uh, further implementation and guidance material. We had a good discussion about professional skepticism and professional judgment, which is a very hot topic across the profession, where this board is working very closely with the audit and assurance and ethics boards uh, to identify the issues and consider what more we might do in that space. And in a moment, um, we'll turn over to Anne-Marie Vitali, who will tell us about uh, the forward-looking strategy. So that was it for me. Uh, back to you, Keith. Thank you, Chris. Now we'll turn to Deputy Chair Anne-Marie Vitale, who will update us on the progress of the Education Board strategy. Anne-Marie? Thank you, Keith. We had another productive meeting with a significant amount of discussion on our 2017 to 2021 strategy and work plan. With the public interest top of mind, we evaluated and discussed the comments received on the work plan consultation paper and valuable input received from additional stakeholders through our board outreach activities and the consultative advisory group. The combination of 68% increase in responses received as compared to the IESB's prior strategy and work plan and the quality of the comments provide an excellent basis to guide the IAESB in its future direction. Several of the key points were the need for a post-implementation review of the standards, additional implementation guidance, including clarity in measuring continuing professional education, and continued collaboration with the other standard-setting boards on professional skepticism, continuous attention to supporting member bodies through thought leadership and communicating the benefits of implementing the learning outcomes approach, and, con and the continuous evaluation of professional accounting education needs in the dynamic global environment were also considered key elements to our future strategy and work plan. We expect to publish our five-year strategy and work plan after our 2016 November board meeting. Keith, back to you. Thanks, Anne-Marie. We appreciate that update. Next, I will ask IAESB member Gareth Wellings to share with us the latest news on the approval of drafting changes to the international education standards. Over to you, Gareth. Thanks, Keith. Um, so the board's uh, standards maintenance project represents the first cycle of maintenance to the standards following the completion of the revisions project of the standards that's completed last year. And the purpose of it has been to address various minor inconsistencies in the body of standards that have emerged and to some extent are an inevitable consequence of a multi-year revision process. The board released an exposure draft of the proposed changes in December last year following our November meeting and the comment period closed in March 2016. The board's staffing working group, which I lead, analysed the comments received on exposure and from that identified some uh, changes to the proposed amendments as well as some additional changes uh, as a consequence of the valuable feedback we received. The board discussed and approved um, the final set of amendments to the standards at our April board meeting and an update, uh, updated standards which incorporated these minor areas are going to be published in the near future. Back to you, Keith. Thank you, Gareth. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that information. 
Chris, before we conclude this podcast, can you say a few words about the approval of guidance material for IES-1 before offering some parting comments? Thanks again, Keith. Yes, IES-1 I have a, a particular interest in because I was involved in the task force that covered the revision project. This looks at entry requirements for professional accounting education. And what we approved in the board meeting in April was uh, two two packets of support material, a guidance note and a short set of frequently asked questions which amplify the material in the standard itself and the explanatory material. The key challenge with entry requirements is to set them in a way that attracts the maximum number of people to consider accounting as a profession at whatever level, which was the topic of our education forum I mentioned a little while ago. Um, but secondly, to make sure that both individuals and the providers of accounting education um, can judge who will have a reasonable chance of success so that the resources of organizations and the time and finances of individuals are uh, properly applied to uh, trying to complete professional accounting education. Uh, in addition, we had a discussion about a longer paper that we hope to issue in the next couple of months that will summarize a literature review of how people learn, particularly in the accounting profession, uh, which we think will provide a very interesting and valuable source material uh, for universities and other organizations that design and provide professional accounting education. And that's a new kind of pronouncement for this board. It's not authoritative guidance. It's not non-authoritative material that supports the standards. It's in a different category. Uh, and my parting thought is that uh, as we look forward to our new work program for the board, um, professional accounting education is extraordinarily dynamic and we have a challenge to engage proactively with regional bodies, with professional member bodies in the debate about how we can keep professional accountants uh, competent, current and effective in their roles. Thank you very much. Thank you again, Chris. This concludes the April 2016 edition of the Education Board's audio podcast. I'd like to extend my appreciation to IAESB Chair Chris Austin, Deputy Chair Anne-Marie Vitale, and Board Member Gareth Wellings for joining us. The next meeting of the IAESB CAG will convene in Toronto, Canada, September 29 and 30, 2016. The IAESB's next meeting will be held November 2 to 4, 2016, in New York City. All CAG and Education Board meetings are open, and members of the public may register as observers. Registration closes one week before the first day of each meeting to allow time for attendees to be registered with security personnel. More information, including multimedia resources like videos and webcasts, is available on our website, www.iaesb.org. To locate our podcast, go to the meetings page of the Education Board website or visit iTunes and search for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. I'm Keith Bowman. Thank you again for listening, and please join us again in November 2016.